Talk Radio without the staff. Email your questions and comments to Lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, welcome to the program. It's uh, it's a Tuesday, which means Susan's supposed to be here, and uh, she's a little late to the game. Um, I talked to her last night, so I know she was planning on being on the show, so I, I, uh, I imagine um, she will be calling in. Uh, uh. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm I'm um I was thinking as I lie in my bed or as it lay in my bed. I was thinking as I reclined in my bed uh this morning contemplating rising uh that this election we're heading into is going to be uglier than any we have ever experienced. Um, We got a little preview, I think, in the last few days, clearly, of what the current occupant of the White House sees as his path to a second term and it is going to be extraordinarily ugly, hate-filled, racist, intent on division and rage and fear and i guess i'm i'm just saying i'm 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 not telling you anything you don't know but <clears throat> i'm suggesting that we uh we steal ourselves and also pace ourselves and also try desperately to be smart tacticians He will, by virtue of his position, be able to create the environment that this race will occur in. And it's an environment in which he is comfortable, in which he is most comfortable. And it is an environment in which we are not. And I think often our reactions, uh, defensive reactions, even our efforts at offensive reactions, play into his hands. And I got a feeling that in many ways there's no, there's, there's no recourse to playing into his hands when he sets the uh, game in play. Uh, You saw the four women uh, of color, the squad. I hate that term. I don't... uh, You see them yesterday sticking to their talking point that he will not distract us. He will not make us respond to him in kind. We're keeping our focus. You know, you can say that, but ultimately you are drawn in. You're drawn in uh, by your own need to respond, and you're drawn in by the fact that media uh, always follows his lead. So this is going to be an extraordinarily ugly time uglier than it is now, if that's believable. And and the thing is, is he has reason to believe that this is a winning strategy. And we have reason to believe 
that it is a winning strategy. Hmm? Because it worked last time around. And it wasn't anywhere near as ugly as it's going to be this time. Because he's going to cast a wider net. But he'll be targeting brown people and black people and immigrants. I read someone who commented, yeah, you know, do not underestimate him in this regard. He is crazy like a fox. Why wouldn't he go back to the place that got him to the White House in the first place? And here's the thing. He was elected with the American people knowing full well who he was. As a candidate, he was repulsive and vulgar and hate-filled and racist. He's sitting in the Oval Office now, granted an assist from the Russians, an assist from Hillary haters in the Democratic Party. But where we're heading now, and you could see from his, his tone yesterday, the, again, not surprisingly, because if we don't get it now, we never will, that he ain't backing away, he ain't backing down, he's doubling down, that's what this guy does. And I need to respond. I believe I, I mentioned this yesterday. I'm sure I did because I think yesterday when I was talking about it, I said that, you know, when I saw his tweet, um, his breathtakingly racist go back to where you came from tweet, which was sent, let us remember, to members of the Congress of the United States. Um, I said my blood ran cold. And that's the Jew in me. Because I know my people's history and I know where this language goes. This is language that has been used on Jews. Jews are, throughout the millennia, have been accused of not belonging in the country in which they are residing. They have not only been told to go back where they came from, they've been ex expelled They've been killed. And then, of course, when they did go back, <laughs> it just occurred to me, when they did, after the Holocaust, when half of us were, uh, were killed, we did go back to where we came from. <laughs> Israel, that's where we came from. And now we are looked at as usurpers having gone back. So the thing, though, about um, inserting uh, Jews into this, uh, you're just seeing the beginning. And uh, Trump, unrepentant, doubling down, uh said after the women had made their appearance on Capitol Hill last 
uh, yesterday. He said that one of these women says horrible things about Israel, hates Israel, hates Jews. Then he paused for a second and said it again, hates Jews. I recall saying yesterday that we are at a point when it's very clear that um, in the rhetoric that's going on, that Israel and Jews have become interchangeable. And for Jews, this is very scary. And here's the President of the United States looking to Jews to shield him from his unbelievable racism and attempt to divide an entire group of Americans from the rest of the real Americans. This is something Jews know all about. And then in this iteration, 2019, United States of America iteration, to find ourselves, Jews, being used by the racists <laughs> as a wedge issue and as cover. I cannot tell you how mind-blowing that is. And for any Jew who falls for it, who thinks this guy, Trump, is a friend. Well, just proves the point that the stereotype of Jews being smart <laughs> is bullshit. No smarter than anybody else and a whole bunch of them dumber than rocks. Any Jew who is on board with this guy is living in a fantasy land. You think he really wants to protect Israel? <laughs> you think cozying up to Benjamin Netanyahu is helping Israel and or Jews? Since they're the same thing now. Hates Jews! That's going to be the thing. I can say things about them because they hate Jews. Jews know where this ends. First they came for. Okay, so this time, iteration, USA, 2019. First you go for the brown-skinned immigrants. Then you go for the brown and black-skinned Muslims. Then you go, right, on and on and on for anybody who is dark, and believe me, then you go for the Jews. Jews don't ever belong in this majority that they're claiming. Hates Jews. Lindsey Graham on Fox, same thing. This is mostly going at Ilhan Omar. I believe the three things he said were what? Hates Israel. Then in case you didn't get it, hates Jews. And then in case you didn't get it, is a communist. We are in for a rough ride. And where it ends, I don't know.
I'll share with you two tweets that talk to my heart. One from uh, the host of uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR, Peter Sagal. He uh, tweeted, I would actually love to go back to where my ancestors came from, but they're not there anymore. They disappeared in an attempt to make Eastern Europe great again. And this from a senator from Hawaii. He's a senator, right? Ben Schatz? I don't have it here. Um, who is, I guess, a Jew. I didn't know that. He says this. I have been pretty polite about this, and so have other American Jews. But you really have to leave us out of your racist talking points. You are not helping us. You are not helping society. You are not helping Israel. Your racism is your thing, and we are not your shield. Wow. They're going to use the Jews. I remember joking about saying to people, I said it to gays, I've said it to blacks, I've said it to I can't remember how many people over the years of doing this show during a presidential election. What does it feel like to be the wedge issue? What does it feel like to be the ones that the Republicans are trotting out to get their voters to the polls? Gays got a Nice shot at it. Blacks, jeez, I mean, that's a, that's a, a given. And now Jews, we're going to be in the mix in a very strange way that won't even be recognized for what it is by most people. But any Jew who doesn't get what's going on right now is, as I said, a direct counterpoint to the trope that Jews are smart. If you don't get it and you're a Jew, you're an idiot. We have a call. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Hello. How are you Fine. Hey, um, you're giving Trump too much credit. He never calculates or plans anything. Everything is to shoot his mouth off. So I, I don't think he's calculating anything. He is being the asshole he is. That's all he's being. And he's hoping he can win the election again. But if you look at the raw data and the numbers, what people that want him as president, he's got a heavy, heavy lift. And for him to pull off, he's a hell of a guy to do that. But it's going to be a tough lift. Now, the Democrats could fuck it up. Cause they, they're good at that. But he has a tough road ahead. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He has a tough road. He won by a very, very small margin, and that can easily come back, which it already did in the last election. So I think, think he calculates anything. I think he just shoots his mouth off. He's the biggest asshole you ever want to meet, and I wish somebody would punch him in the mouth and blacken his eyes and knock his teeth out. I mean, I can't stand some of this. And if I see a neighbor has Son, I'm going to have to say something. Really? You're going to vote for him fucking again? Come on. I mean, okay, you gave him a chance. I could, I could okay, you want to give him a chance. There are Republicans, you Democrats, you weren't happy with. But to vote for him again, I just don't want to believe deep down inside that he could pull it off again. Now, like I said, Democrats are good at screwing things up. But I just don't believe it. I don't know why. Something tells me he's not going to do it. Okay, I hope I you're right. I know it's just opinion. I hope, yeah, right. I, I and I hope you're right. It might be wishful thinking, too. I don't know. All I know is our side thought it was unthinkable that Americans would elect this guy. And now that we've seen him in his full glory, it is unthinkable, again, to us that Americans would re-elect this guy. But we were wrong last time, and... I am not going to underestimate him 
or the racism of the American people who vote for him? We have to bring out the numbers we had with Obama. If we don't do that, then we'll lose. That's the simple thing. That kind of, this last election, I still say there's a lot of people who did not vote, and they thought, he's not going to get in there. Hillary is. And this time, I think, I hope they woke up and realized that this, we could have this jerk in for four more years, and he might have just put a sign on United States. It's done, you know? It's just, it ruined everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Um, I'm thinking, as he said that, didn't Hillary actually get more votes than Barack Obama? I know it goes against what we think, but in actual total votes, did she not? I mean, Republicans are forever getting to the presidency, w losing the popular vote. Thank you, Founding Fathers. That was not your brightest idea. Um, but I, I just have this, in the back of my head, this dissonant kind of memory that she, I don't know, Let me uh, let me get off this for a, a moment to tell you a story that I just discovered in a in a book review about a man <coughs> who lived in a terrible time. Um, when nationalists were taking over, when people were being targeted, when the horrors that we came to know as the Holocaust were just beginning. And this guy's name was Witold Pilecki. He was a Polish man. He was uh, 38 years old when um, Adolf Hitler came calling. Uh, that would have been in 1939, right? When the Germans went into Poland. And this father of two, uh, Pilecki, uh, joined the Polish army and fought, one of the first in Europe to fight against the Nazi machine. And of course, they were run over. I mean, he barely survived uh, the German invasion. And, and then he, he went underground so that he could continue to resist the Nazi occupation in his home country. And during the next summer of 1940, uh, Poles and uh, he in the underground started to hear rumors about something that was going on at a... Um, used to be an army barracks, but was now being turned into what we know as a concentration camp where the Nazis were putting the Poles that were resisting them. And uh, reports of the conditions inside that place were leaking out. The place was called Auschwitz. And because a lot of the people that had fought alongside him were dead and or grabbed and stuck in there, he 
volunteered. <laughs> he volunteered to infiltrate that camp, to infiltrate Auschwitz. This is 1940. To gather intelligence and then to raise a resistance at Auschwitz and ideally and if possible stage a breakout. Now knowing what we know about Auschwitz, we know that this is a, a death mission. He suspected it was as well because they knew that people were dying in that place. He managed to uh, maneuver himself into getting swept up by uh, the SS in a roundup. He didn't take care to escape the roundup. He wanted to be rounded up so that they would take him to Auschwitz so he could do his job for the Polish resistance. They took him. He became prisoner 4859 in September of 1940. Uh, the book about him is called The Volunteer. It is written by a former a war correspondent for the Washington Post. And the problem is, is you have to give away the end to go on with this story because the reporter, the author of The Volunteer, got much of what is in that book from the memoir that Pilecki wrote after the war. He survived. He makes clear that his survival was just ridiculous and dumb luck. He survived all kinds of you know, these, these where they would just count down one, two, three, and every third person was marched off and, and shot. He survived numerous of those cullings of prisoners there. He made clear that he was one of the lucky ones because what he witnessed and what he saw there was unbelievable. And he saw that he was also lucky that he was not a Jew. In just his first hours in, that, in Auschwitz, he saw the Germans gun down an entire column of men as they got off the train. Just mowed them down. By the way, this is before... Auschwitz turned into the death camp. This is in the early years of Auschwitz's history when he goes in. It was a rather nice place compared to what it was to become. Oh sure, they mowed people down getting off the freight cars and he watched as a man was clubbed to death after being asked what his profession was and he had said, I was a judge and he was beaten to death by the German who asked him the question. They were all told, let none of you believe that you will ever leave this place alive. So, 
in late 1940, a few months after he's in there, one prisoner is let out. Turns out, in those days, it was possible if you knew people, somebody, somehow this guy, who had somebody of influence with the Germans in his family was able to secure his release, knowing he was going to be leaving. Pilecki got hold of this guy and said, you must tell what is happening in here. And he he schooled this guy. He made him memorize what essentially was Pilecki's first report out to the resistance. And the report ended with a plea that word be gotten to the Allies that Auschwitz must be destroyed. Bomb it to smithereens. Knowing full well he would die in such a barrage, he said, you've got to stop this. We didn't, as you know. We didn't even bomb the railroad tracks leading to it. We didn't in any way disrupt the death machine. Oh yeah, we're credited with liberating it. We could have shut it down much, much earlier. Pilecki finally did escape. You don't think anyone ever escaped from Auschwitz. He did. After uh, almost three years there and surviving all of these, all of these, uh, whatever they called those, those selections, I believe, right? Selections. Who's going off to the... Uh, and he spent the rest of his life trying to tell people what had happened in there. And I just, you know, that, that's an amazing story. I did not know about amazing human being. There are these extraordinary people when all the rest of us are running for cover who step up. And I just want to point out that the Nazis started with the same kind of verbiage that now the President of the United States is employing, that the entire Republican Party is aiding and abetting. This is how it began, exactly what he's doing, dehumanizing, desperate people wanting refuge, suggesting that people with different colored skin who immigrated from shithole countries can't really be Americans. The fact that white nationalists in this country are beside themselves with delight at his tweet the other day. Recognize it for exactly what it is. The tweet of a fellow white nationalist. And those who don't see these early steps for what they are and where they can lead if we don't act very wisely. How do you stop fascists? We better figure it out.
Um, Susan never got in touch in any way. I, I'm sorry, I don't have, I'm just going to quickly uh, message her because I can't imagine what's happened. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it, it, it makes me nervous, actually, so forgive me. I mean, uh, okay, whatever. Maybe she overslept. You know, I, I like you, go immediately to the worst case scenario because you know she's in, she's in Green Bay with my mom. Oh no, she is responding. Um. Jesus Christ. Well, my mom's okay. Susan is saying, I forgot. I'm going to kill her. She's calling in. I'm going to kill her. We were talking last night. She said, let's hold our fire for the show tomorrow. I'm going to kill her. Anyway, put her on whenever she she gets on. <laughs> oh, Barbara, thank you for that. Uh, as you know, House Democrats uh, have introduced a resolution condemning Trump for his racist attack. Um, oh, I'm not going to read this whole thing. It is a big, long thing. Whereas, whereas, whereas... Well, let's see the end result. Whereas, now therefore be it resolved, the House believes that immigrants and their descendants eh, is committed, America eh, strongly condemns President Donald Trump's racist comments that have legitimized and increased fear and hatred of new Americans and people of color by saying that our fellow Americans who are immigrants and those who may look to the president like immigrants should go back to blah, 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 blah. Come on, who cares? Susan! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm... I'm very sorry. I, it, I'm blaming it all on the dog who got me up at 5.30 and I simply lost track of days and time. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, anyway. Um, all right. So I already uh, yapped about uh, Trump and all this kind of crap. So you are, you are uh, free from, uh, from that. Um, oh, unless, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a. Although I had, to, I did have to listen to our mother tell me how he was right about that. What? Oh yeah, she doesn't like those four women because for some reason she believes, you know, all of the wrong stuff. So I told her she was wrong, and now she's swimming. I'm. St I was just saying, Susan, that any Jew who falls for this shit and sides with him is proof that the the trope stereotype that all Jews are like these smart clever people obviously is incorrect well i in in our mother's defense i'm going to plead um uh 97 <laughs> oh that she's 97 so yeah yeah but she is smarter than this i guess she's just yeah not thinking straight Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah, it's you there because I, I would. And, and I didn't feel like yelling at her the reasoning, so that's that's that. Yeah, and you would have had to yell it because she's. I would have had to yell. Yeah, I will explain. She's down one hearing aid. I know. So, so she can't hear. I know. Well, I know. I was talking on the, when I was talking on the phone yesterday to her. I mean, I I thought the neighbors are hearing this. Mom, I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Well, so, okay, leave her alone. But I was out yelling at her in explanation. I was going to yeah, I was going to end up screaming at her in frustration. So I did not argue. I just told her to go swimming. I said, "You're wrong. Go swimming." <laughs> <laughs> so she's swimming right now. God dang. Well, I feel exactly the same way. By the way, that any Jewish person. That thinks that Donald Trump is on their side and is working on their behalf is uh, dumber than a rock. 
That's exactly what I said. But you know what? All you have to know is that the white nationalists, the same guys that were saying what? Last year, Jews will not replace us. Jews, the Jews will not replace us. Yeah. Who Trump said some fine people on both sides. Yeah. These are the people who are thinking Trump is right. And for mom, or I don't care if she's 110, for mom and any other Jew to, to fall for this shit is reprehensible. Well, I agree. I'm glad you I absolutely that. agree. Jesus. But we have so demonized peoples in this country that, um, you know, some people will look at a headscarf and not think of 1960s Jackie Kennedy in a convertible. They'll think of, I don't know, Osama bin Laden. All right, so, fine, yeah, right. I mean, I'm just saying how we can, as a country, shift our cultural perception of a headscarf around a head. Jackie Kennedy didn't wear a headscarf like a Muslim woman. Oh, do you remember in the '60s when you know that when well, no, it was probably Sophia Loren and all those people in 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 you know with a headscarf wrapped casually around their head and over their shoulders and then in their convertible so as to save their their. Yeah, I know, hairdo. but that's not a a, head, a Muslim headscarf or whatever that turban was that uh, Ilhan had on yesterday. Um, whatever. So I'm, I'm just, let's leave this whole thing. I can't stand it anymore. Do you know what, you know, the term laser, Susan? Yes. Did you know that was an acronym? Yes. You did? Yes. Do you know what it stands for? Well, light something. It describes what it's doing. Light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Yep. That's what I said. Yeah, right. Light describing what it does. (laughs) Jeez. Well, I didn't know that. But I guess all these terms have to come from somewhere, so that's what it was. Um I also have to tell you this, I guess I wrote it down, I was so blown away by it. You know, the way I sort of get my head away from all of this is watching stupid, not stupid, but shows that have nothing to do with any of this. And so I was watching Antiques Roadshow last night. Oh, yeah. Because that's a good way to sort of escape. And, uh, yeah, I love Antiques Roadshow. I know, and you find, you learn stuff and, and um, whatever. Anyway, there was this, I don't even know, uh, uh, some woman had a, there was a lot of vases last night, <laughs> vases or vases. There was, and I kept, one woman had all this Wedgwood stuff or something. And it turns out it was very valuable that it was all done by a specific uh, artist who worked at Wedgwood who was a woman which was very unusual because they were from 1909. And that this woman, Daisy somebody, um, had actually like gone to Wedgwood and said, you know, had been rather assertive, I would think aggressive, extremely unfeminine, and said, you want me to work for you. Anyway, she got the job, she was doing it, blah, 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 blah. And the guy, the, 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 the you know, the expert, on the show is telling the woman who owns all this stuff and uh, so Daisy what's her name uh, you know became one of their greatest um, this is and that's and then she said excuse me Roger did I scream I just got I'll read a uh, email I just got it's somewhat in caps your voice is all over the place today. At first, I thought it was technical issues. The more I listen, I realize, no, it's you. Where is she? 
he says in Cleveland. Then he says, okay, I'm blaming, <laughs> you blame the dog, Susan, he's blaming you. I'm blaming Susan, he said. I'm scheduling an ear checkup after 11. Thanks. <laughs> I, uh, my apologies. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this guy, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, Roger, I'm sorry, really sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all right, I'm I'm blaming, again. I'm blaming this flagging microphone, which I, I is supposed to... Okay, I'll back it up. It just... Okay. Um, you mean it still can't maintain its erection? No, and now it's got, like, um, Velcro uh, s uh, straps. It's never good when you have to Velcro up your erection. <laughs> no, and it's, it's, it's taped and Velcroed, and it still won't, uh, yeah, stay up. Anyway... Here's, I've never heard this word. He said that this woman parlayed her, you know, her artistry. He, this, is, this is all leading up to one stupid word that he said that just knocked me off the couch. He said, so later she became a paintress. A paintress? <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a woman painter? I, yes. Uh, given the uh, context, it was clear that a paintress <laughs> was a painter who was a woman. She became a. Oh, for heaven's sake! She became. I mean, in this day and age, where we don't even call them actresses anymore, they're actors. They're all actors. I know. I know. A paintress. I never even heard, I don't think that anyone ever used that word, did they? They didn't call. I've I never mean, heard paintress. What? It sounds like something you wear whilst painting. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I have to go put on my, my paintress. No, he said she became a paintress. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew there was going to be some sort of uh, um, silly uh, uh, misogynistic uh, something or other here. I just didn't know where you were going. I'm surprised that she got any credit and that some man at Wedgwood didn't take credit for her artistry. Well, that's true. I think, I think, yeah. I think that is the most amazing part because that would have been the norm. Not that they allowed her to do the work. But that, that we even but know that her they name. they gave her credit. Yeah, exactly. So um, I see that uh, Great Britain, you know, we've got the the Harriet Tubman thing in, in the Andrew Jackson. Yeah, 20. Alan Turing. Exactly. So Great Britain is now going to put Alan Turing on uh, their 50-pound note. Alan Turing, of course, uh, helped to win World War II, so somewhat the father of uh, artificial intelligence, uh, theoretical And I mean, died in because he was gay. Yeah, and who the Brits, um, yeah, uh, did, was he imprisoned? Yeah. Or he was just, everything was like, he was convicted. In, uh, he died in 1954, young, and uh, he... Everything, he was humiliated, shamed for being gay. And, and he, he saved the world. Yeah, and he was forced by the government to endure chemical castration. And now they're putting, well, they're putting him yeah, on a stamp. I and I'm thinking too little, how... Too late. I yeah. think that's disgusting. Yeah, but I was thinking, here's how non straight white people, non-straight male figures, did I say straight white male figures, get on currency, because that's who's there in large part, right? Um, right. They get on by, the, the, the rest of them, Harriet Tubman gets on because she was tortured most of her life, Right. She right. was she was considered un inhuman, uh, subhuman. She uh, risked death over and over again to, 
you know. So she she is all and still being fought by this uh, administration for uh, a semblance of the respect we owe her. Um, and Turing, hounded to an early death because he's gay. I, you know, somehow this, I agree with, my reaction is a little too little too late. Sorry. Too little too late. But you know, Suze, you know, I, got, I got that Tubman stamp. Do you know about that? I know. Are you using it? Oh, am I using it? I was at the ATM yesterday and I spent a lot of time getting much better. I'm getting much better at, uh, at, at putting her face over... Did you, did you see where the Obama representative of uh, the yeah. Treasury said that they, they really weren't delaying it? It was sort of on schedule. Yeah, well, it's they're trying to, uh, you know, keep Trump mollified. All of this is to tell him it's not it's not happening, I think, in large part. Who knows? The fact is Mnuchin has the power to have it out or, or not. Well, anyway, stamp I, away. I used I used one of my twenties yesterday in a deli, and I gave it to the woman, and she looked at <laughs> she looked at it. And then she got out one of those things that they like. She thought it was maybe mm -hmm. counterfeit, right? So she got. I said it's perfectly cool. I said the Harriet Tubman, and and she starts smiling. She says, "Oh." I thought maybe that's what it was, and, and she loved it. And I also used it in a Penzi Spices, and the guy noted it and said, oh, wow. I said, yeah, Harriet Tubman, one way well, or the other. Well, Penzi's, I mean, Penzi's should be giving away the stamps themselves. <laughs> so, anyway. I, I, I have to say that Penzi's has the only ads that they email me of multiple paragraphs, which I happily read every time. Explain. Well, because the guy that owns Pensy's Spices writes political statements about what he's selling and why. And his specials always have a, a political statement attached, and, um, and I agree with his statements wholeheartedly. And that um, he puts it out there and, 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 and says, you know, fights for his country and, and mails his stuff out and doesn't care if it costs him business because that's what he stands for. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is what happens when you live in a state that's been gerrymandered and your vote doesn't count. You think of other ways to make your voice heard. Here's something you need to tell mom. Uh, Menachem Begin, the uh, now deceased and old uh, uh, prime minister of, uh, of Israel, uh, one of his uh, former, obviously, senior aides has responded with great anger to Trump um, and, and sent, sent, you know, essentially saying what I was saying before, you know, to keep, keep us out of this despicable don't be pulling Israel into this and don't be pulling Jews into this um, and he, this guy says Israel has no what no interest in requiring an apology from these Congress women nothing they say about this country Israel will be any worse than the things you hear in Israel's own legislature every day. Exactly. It's a democracy. It has free speech. People there... And people in that country have differing views on the Palestinian issue. On a lot of stuff, for God's sakes. So anyway, I'm just saying... Uh, he says, it seems the president would like to foment a civil war among Democrats using Israel as a wedge. Oh, God. So, this is what, uh, yeah. You tell mom that. Jesus Christ. I will. Christ. All right. Um, we have a caller? Oh, yeah. You'll probably be able to hear me when I do. <laughs> <laughs> We have a caller. Caller, go ahead. Hey, I saw that um, anti-racial uh, program last night, too. 
And I could have sworn that what you were heading for was the end of that. I heard that the female artist who then the Pinterest. Yes. They said in the sign line, oh, oh, and then she got fired because she was too feisty. Oh, right. That's oh, my Well, okay, okay, you're right. He did say that. I, I mean, by that point, I, yeah. But, yeah, you're yeah, right. She eventually, right, yeah. Wedgwood got rid of her because she was too feisty. One can too only feisty. imagine what that means. But did you hear okay, Paint? that was the end of that, the Paintress story. Did you, when you heard him say Paintress, didn't you, like, did it, did it hit your ears? Like, what? Well, no, see, I must have an ear problem, too. Maybe I turned my head at that point. Because <laughs> I didn't hear it. I have to say I was busy doing something else. Right? So I could easily miss it. But, but you're my right. I turned to the yeah. TV again at the end with she got to the spicy. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was yes, too busy. We're feisty, all right. I was too busy scribbling on a envelope. Paintress. Uh, Did you look it up? No. Is it is it actually a word? I'm sure it is. Oh God. I mean, because I'll just define it as a female painter, whether it's a word or not. Is it? It's in Merriam-Webster. A paintress. I have never heard it used before. A paintress. Okay, Susan. Um, Canada, India, Malaysia, Australia are just some of the countries that have uh, said it is uh, there will there cannot be a tax on uh, tampons and other things that women need uh, to deal with basic bodily functions. That's weird. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, the majority of states in this country still do tax them. They do. Sure. And and there's pushback. Well, why? I mean, women still pay more to have their shirts ironed. Why right. should we? And women still pay more to buy pink razors instead of buying the gray ones cheaper. Uh, and men's deodorant instead of women's deodorant. Uh, I mean, we just get taxed up the wazoo all the time. Well, why? I mean, sure. I, mean, I don't know why. Where's the lawsuit? Why are you buying those pink razors, <laughs> Well, ladies? that's true, too. But you can't get away from these taxes on something. I mean, Viagra is not taxed. But a product that women require because they're women every month is taxed. Diapers in a lot of states are taxed. These things should never be taxed. They're, they're basic human needs, like food. Oh, maybe birth control. <laughs> um, We're going backwards. I don't know why you think these are, not, are suddenly not going to be taxed when rights that we have had are being taken away. Yeah. Well, there is a growing uh, awareness of this and a push by uh, in a lot of states. Uh in the last two years, Nevada, New York, Illinois, Florida, and Connecticut have eliminated their taxes on women's uh, menstrual products, necessary menstrual products. It's, it's really, <laughs> anyway. And on that note, Yeah, there's a whole. I'm so sorry, dear sister. I'm just, okay. you know, this is what being old is like. I don't know what day it is. Listen, I'm I'm almost four years older than you. Don't tell me what being old is. Anyway, there is there is a um, a whole group of women, and I forget what they're called. They're called something like uh, 
no tax period or something. You know, there's a group that is really right, right. No tax period, of course. I'm not sure that's what it is, but well, anyway. it should be. That's good. <laughs> well, I know it is. I know it ends with period, but whatever. Just saying, piece of information you might not know. Okay, well. I mean, otherwise we could just walk around bleeding. Yeah, we could just bleed all over everything. That would be pleasant. That would be good. Okay. All right. Well, Suze, uh, we're we're done. That was a short shift for you. It seems so short. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? How fast an hour goes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks cool. for okay. thanks thanks for it. And um and uh Okay. okay. Sorry.